0: to the Savage Voice. This is Amy. This week is our mysticism week and I'm lucky enough to get to talk to Crimson Minx about healing and witchcraft and mysticism and rituals. Crimson Minx is the founder of Minx and Muse, a fiercely feminine playhouse in Austin, Texas that cultivates self-discovery and empowerment through esoteric dance transformative movement and witchcraft to learn more about her you can visit her website at minxandmuse.com that's m-i-n-x-a-n-d-m-u-s-e.com you can also find her instagram and a link to her website in our show notes so let's get started If you were setting an intention for healing, what would that bring up for you?
1: I mean, the first thing that it would bring me to is the idea of shadow work, discovering what it is that needs to be healed.
0: Okay. So I just heard this term shadow work recently. Apparently I have been doing it before, but I just called it something else. So can you talk a little bit more about what shadow work is? Like what's the definition of it within this realm?
1: Absolutely. Well, it's a Jungian theory, and the idea is that the subconscious mind holds a lot of beliefs that the conscious mind may not be aware of. And I identify as a witch, and so one of the tenets that I strongly believe in is as is within, so is without. And so the idea being that the subconscious, those Internal belief systems is what dictates our external world, what we see manifested in the world around us. And so, through shadow work, that's how you access the subconscious mind to uncover it could be anything from forgotten traumas to belief systems to ideas that are holding you back that make actually be in conflict with your conscious mind or what it is that you would actually like to see happen in your life. There's so many different ways to do shadow work. So that's why it can be really confusing to people because you can access the shadow through hypnosis. You can access it through journaling. You can logically figure out subconscious beliefs if you do some some journaling and intentions where you are seeking to see repeating patterns. And you may all of a sudden be reminded of a memory from your childhood that you had completely forgotten. So essentially when you're doing shadow work, you're uncovering the subconscious. And to me, that's the first step in healing because you need to know what it is that you need to heal.
0: I mean, that makes total sense. And I think I did more of it through either therapy, like talk therapy, or trying to be really introspective and then being realistic with myself about what I was being introspective about. So sort of owning my own shit too. Like which, which of these things are real things that happen and which of these things are things I created that sort of thing. So does that, sound similar ish to what you're talking absolutely. about okay
1: absolutely so a lot of times the only thing is that through talk therapy you can only uncover what you remember
0: right okay so a
1: lot of times you can integrate deeper shadow work where you uncover things that you don't remember
0: so what does that look like what's so the that- deeper shadow work look like
1: you may be saying well I have this healing that I want to do around let's say, sexuality. And you may be attributing it to something that happened in your life, whereas it could actually be caused by something that you're not even realizing.
0: So you're trying to uncover further back almost to like root causes
1: of things. To heal the root cause. Oh, I love how you said that. Yeah. So how
0: do you go about doing that then? I know a lot of people talk about journaling. I got to like, journaling absolutely kills me. I, I can't sit down and write, but that's me. I think of journaling as just kind of like write down what's in your head and then you kind of move on from it. So what do you do after you write these things down?
1: Yeah. So what I would do if you want to do journaling, you can also do this just speaking aloud voice memos in your phone. So
0: that I'll do. Okay. I like that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So the way I like to do it is identify an issue. I want to work on something that I want to heal. And then I just do a deep dive on it. So what has been my experiences with it? What are my earliest memories of it? It may be as an adult, then perhaps, you know, when you were in your 20s, then maybe when you were a teenager, then maybe when you were a kid, how, how much can you just express around that topic of your experiences, moving your way back through your life? And I like to try to bring it back to as early as I can remember. And then once you have done all of that, you can review it and you'll start to see repeating patterns. And you can also sometimes uncover yourself. Oh, wow. This was something that goes back to this one time on the playground earliest memory. And that is what has been in my subconscious mind protecting me that this is not safe. Being able to identify the shadow and then heal the shadow are kind of two different things. Another way you can identify the shadow is through things like hypnosis. So again, working with someone else, working with a hypnotherapist, they can help you go back and uncover memories that you may have blocked out for many different reasons. So there's many therapists that will help you with that as well.
0: What makes what you're doing part of being a witch versus like, I am not. So what would be the difference between me doing it and you doing it then?
1: Well, it probably would be the way that I would approach the healing would be more, but shadow work is definitely not something that is owned by witchcraft. It's just something that is a tool within witchcraft. Just like it's a tool within the psychiatric community and it's a tool within the spiritual community. So it's definitely just a tool. I just happen to share that as is within, so is without is the way that I'm able to connect with it, but definitely we can all access it the same way. Yeah.
0: So then let's go right into what you just said that your, your process of working on healing would be more influenced by the fact that you practice witchcraft. So how, how does that look different?
1: Well, you never want to heal the shadow. That's something that's worth mentioning to the audience because when you're healing it, you're judging it as wrong. So what you do with the shadow is you want to integrate it. And The way I can explain that again as a witch is that we release the charge of it so it no longer controls us. So as witches, we wanna control the energy. We wanna be the one who determines the energy, not the other way around. So essentially when you do shadow work, the first thing is identifying. The second is integrating the shadow. That way you have accepted it. It doesn't mean you condone any bad behavior. It just means that you stop judging it as being bad or problematic and it all of a sudden it's charge diffuses and it's just part of you and it and it doesn't control you anymore I think a misconception of shadow work is we need to heal the shadow no we need to identify it and integrate it there's so many different tools that you can use for that I like working with energy healers for example or energy workers or shamans like that and that may not work with some people some people like EFT tapping to to speak through while tapping on Meridian Point. Some people would want to do talk therapy. Some people would just want to set intentions or do some type of deep meditation where they're integrating. And then the next step would be reprogramming. So which it, one of those is the one that, that you use the most? I personally really enjoy... Like some people do talk therapy. I also do therapy, but I like working with energetic healers, people who do different healing modalities that are around energetics that may even have psychic abilities, intuitive abilities that has been most effective for me. And I realized that that is not something that speaks to everyone.
0: No, that's I'm asking, you know, what works for you because I like that. Yeah. So, so, Okay. How does that work? Is it something you can start when you're just starting out, or is it something you really need Absolutely. to wait until you're okay? So, how does that process
1: work? Yeah. So, just like, for example, have you heard of EMDR therapy? Which I is- actually mm-hmm. have. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So, that's becoming really popular, and people like to use that in tandem with talk therapy. Yes. Uh, EMDR can be really effective for helping integrate the shadow. So you would look for someone who does the kind of work that you want to do. So you would look for someone who facilitates EMDR. You would look for someone who facilitates energetic healing. And what they can do is they can identify energetic spots in your body that need to be cleared out. I know this must sound crazy, but- It um, doesn't
0: to me. No, no, no. Because okay. oh, I actually know people who are training to do the Ooh. EMDR. Yeah. They are people who are traditional therapists and are trying, want to integrate it into what yeah. they're doing. I mean, I don't think that any of it's crazy per se. I just oh, am yeah. such a science person that I really
1: want to understand. Oh, I love trying. Yeah. I love the curiosity. Have you ever read the book or heard of the book, The Body Keeps Score?
0: No, uh uh-uh. uh.
1: Yeah, that's a really great one. That is a scientific based book, and it is how that trauma gets trapped within the body. And how, when you see symptoms in certain areas, persistent symptoms, that it oftentimes is related to a trauma that happened earlier in your life that has energetically been stuck in your body. You can work on that through somatic therapy, so a movement therapy. That's why even like feminine dance and movement can be really helpful because you're releasing energy that way. There's so many different modalities that can actually identify those energies with your body and release it. And a lot of times you don't even need to know what it's associated with. okay. It's a very interesting way of being able to integrate the shadow without really knowing.
0: Because I actually teach at the studio, the things you're saying about movement and stuff staying in your body. I see all the time with the women here. I mean, you can see it. The movement brings out things they weren't expecting. So we spend a lot of time trying to create a really safe space for them to feel those things. Part of the reason the intention setting started in the first place was to give some direction to all this stuff that's coming out at, you know, at everybody all the time. How do you end up? sort of steering yourself and, and what direction you want to go. Do you also use intention setting for that?
1: In terms of next steps? Yes. Absolutely. So hopefully it's very clear. There's so many different ways to yeah. go about this. And yes. I mean, I know we're talking about healing and I'm saying integrating, but let's just kind of assume that we're all the same page, but it's identifying right. it's then removing the charge of it, integrating it, accepting it, stopping, judging it. And then I like to set intentions, new intentions of what I'm replacing that shadow with. So if okay, you how, you, how does that look? Yeah. yeah. So let's, should we use an example, maybe? Sure, please. I'd love to. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to give me an example of maybe something that would be common with your audience that they want to, to do? I know.
0: With? I know within the studio, honestly, there's a whole lot of body image
1: issues okay excellent so yeah. you've identified the the issue which is body image and so you can do just a heavy journaling or speaking into voice memos exercise of just how's that looked to you as an adult what about when you were younger what about going back to when you were young and maybe you're identifying when you were four your, your dad called you fat and while you were eating it and took a cookie from you, you know, that could have been what that stemmed from. You may also want to do some type of hypnotherapy or dropping into a meditative state and just setting that intention and seeing if anything else comes to you, because the thing is it snowballs. Yes. So, (laughs) so we want to get all that out. And then that's when we want to start doing the integration of saying, you know, I don't condone, but I forgive my father. I forgive myself for all of the judgments I've put upon me. That's when you want to start integrating. And that's when you can use these therapies like the EMDR. You could do EFT tap therapy. You could work with an energetic healer who can identify where there's some of that trauma stuck energetically within you. You can also do dance and movement somatics. To, to release any of the emotions you have stuck around. You kind of know it's integrated when it doesn't piss you off anymore. You know okay. what I mean? Like that's yeah, a way yeah. to be like when you think back and you don't get triggered.
0: Right. So, I mean, okay. you know, it's still there. You didn't forget, but you can yeah. talk about it definitely as the past instead yeah. of something that you're still feeling it.
1: Yes. Anytime okay. you're triggered, there's a shadow there. So, if you're still being triggered, you still could do work from it. And, you know, working with a professional is always an amazing idea. Right. Um, So, say, you know, you've done that work, you've identified, you'd integrate it, you notice that you don't get triggered anymore around that topic. That's when you can set the new intentions. And that's what I call as a witch. That's when we're doing spell work to override our old subconscious programming to program it with new belief systems. And so- Okay, so I need to know more about this. Yes. So this <laughs> um, is how, yeah, this is how, to me, this is how I use my magic. For me, the the most important part of any kind of magic spell is when you push a new belief system into the subconscious mind, being able to override older systems that you've, as we just spoke about released as is within so is without and you'll see the world change around you so that can be through simple intention setting with say you know your candle spell using your crystals using your herbs all of those things correspond with your intention but to me the real power is when you are using that intention to push it into your subconscious mind you don't have to do a spell for that that could be affirmations that can be you committing to speaking kindly to yourself, changing your patterns. It's hard to do that without clearing out the old stuff first.
0: Oh, agreed. You know what I
1: mean? So so a lot of people try to go into the the healing without doing the shadow integration first and without doing the reflection. And you're just basically not penetrating.
0: Well, and then you're you're building on a shaky foundation. Renewal was last month.
1: Oh, and perfect. so a lot
0: of it, yeah, Vivian is all smart and actually had everything set up to build on itself. So there was a whole lot of looking and uh, at yourself and things that you wanted to strip out, things that you wanted to build back, build up, you know, where that was. And so now we're, we're moving into this phase of it. And I, I almost think this is going to be harder for people because it's almost easier to to spot some of the things that are wrong and say, okay, like I, I, I get these are wrong. I don't want them anymore. That is difficult work, but this almost feels more difficult to me because I'm not sure we know how to build the, what do you put back when you strip something out or do you need to put something back? Maybe you don't, maybe it stays open. I don't know. We always sit down with our beginner one people and I have them talk about the intention. And this was, this one, I, you know, I just throw it at them like, hey, this is what we're doing. What's your first thought? They were really not sure. This was the first time that they really were like, I'm not even sure how to define this. And they kept wanting to talk about physical injuries, instead of anything else. Do you find that this is trickier?
1: Absolutely.
0: Okay. Absolutely.
1: And magically, whenever you are doing any kind of clearing, one of the, the rules that we learn in magic is that you always want to replace anything that you remove with something with a positive okay. energy. So for example, if you are, have you ever heard of like a cord cutting?
0: Probably,
1: but I'm not sure what it is. Yeah. It's like an energetic process where you are cutting the, the energetic cords between you and someone else. So that could be like, um,
0: okay. Okay. You yeah. know,
1: like a bo- an ex boss or ex lover, anything like that. I mean, you can cut cords with anyone, but you always learn in that process. Okay. You've released the cord. Now let's fill in where those cords were with a good intention, whether that's okay. just like a white peaceful light or a loving light. But in the same way, if you are doing this, this shadow work, I believe that it is good to then, instead of keeping that vessel open, we are creatures of habit, right? We don't want to fall back into that habit of the negative self-talk, the comparing ourselves to others, the not thinking we're good enough. So I do think like once you do it, then the active intention setting and practices that's what where you're going to see transformation. That's going to a dance class and wearing something that maybe you before were t- too judgy of yourself to do, but wearing it and allowing yourself to feel, if you're comfortable in it, allowing yourself to feel sexy or sensual or beautiful in a new way. So you would consider that like a healing practice? Then? Absolutely. All right. Awesome. I agree. Yeah. The thing is, is a lot of people try to just think their way through this, which Uh is so masculine, but really (laughs) you want to be able to feel your way into this. So that's the feminine. So being able to have these experiences of actually, there's a difference between, you know, the, the mantras or the affirmations of telling yourself one thing, not that's not effective, but if you can go and then feel a certain way, now that's hyper effective
0: we have these boxes that we're sending out to kind of give them like, vivian calls it a toolkit for your month yeah, and i've
1: gotten one before i had this yeah
0: it, it was beautiful how do you use things like that how do you use Candles or crystals or anything like that in your practice because i'm finding everybody has a very different answer which I wasn't expecting I thought it would be a little bit more like. Like religion or church that's what I knew and walked away from it, but that's what it was very much more rigid This seems not as rigid so how, how do you use things like these physical objects or sense or smells or feeling, how do you use those yourself
1: so for me i identify as a witch there is not even one definition of witch, so that is how fluid this whole world yes. is <laughs> uh, but my definition is someone living fully in their power using energy to manifest the world around them i believe strongly that our subconscious mind dictates the world around us but i also in on top of that believe that energy is everything and so The way that I use things like candles, herbs, crystals, colors, days of the week, astrology is all as energetics. And in magic, we believe like attracts, like opposite repels. That which we focus on expands, that which we resist persists. Those are some magical principles. And we also believe in resonance. And so scientifically, everything energetically vibrates. When something vibrates it puts off a frequency right. like a radio station Same equal frequencies resonate with each other and so the idea with all of these objects is that they all have their own unique vibrations which put off a frequency so i would choose rose for love because it has a measurable vibration that resonates with the energetics of love. And so when I'm using all of these items, I am increasing my resonance for that, which I'm looking to call in.
0: I know there's a lot of people now who are like trying this, but they've spent a lot of time worried they're going to do it wrong. So they either get 10 million things and get super overwhelmed. They spend forever looking stuff up and, and they're like, I don't even know where to start.
1: So where do you stand on, can you do this wrong? I always say, you're not going to pick the wrong color candle and summon a demon. It doesn't work. like that. (laughs) I absolutely love, okay, awesome. I love that. (laughs) So you, you, with practice, will become more effective in this work. But the only way to really do that is to do your own tests and do your own work. So the worst thing that's going to happen is Perhaps you're not going to call in that which you're setting the intention for, and that's how you learn. Okay, and, and things right. don't always manifest as quickly as we want. But to me, the whole goal is to get yourself at that resonance. An example that I'll use, which will go back to our shadow work, is mm-hmm. you have crafted the best spell ever, you have stacked all of your correspondences, I call them. So you have created a spell where you have herbs crystals, colors. You're doing it on the day of the week during the astrological moon phase. You have the best incantation. You have done everything and you do that spell. And we also work with elements, but let's not get into that. But for all (laughs) of let's just say we have done this very potent spell and we have put it out into the universe and we are resonating hardcore with whatever it is we just did that spell for. So we have all of this resonance in our own energetic field now, like attracts like resonance. It's going to come to you. Right. That being said, if you still have a subconscious belief, say you're doing it for love, but you have a subconscious belief that I'm not worthy of love. You can draw that thing to your doorstep, but your subconscious mind is going to say, Mm-mm, nope, you're not good enough, or it will come to you, but your subconscious mind will find a way to sabotage it because it can't hold on to it because that's not your true resonance. So you can use outside objects to help resonate and that can affect your energy, but you can't truly resonate at anything that your subconscious mind doesn't believe in. I, well,
0: I, that makes total sense to me. I mean, that makes sense for, for almost anything, because if you're not ready Mm -hmm. or willing to take any of that in, it's not going to happen.
1: And you know, yeah, exactly. You want to do these in tandem, but say, you know, you've, you've worked on the shadow and you really feel like you're at a good place. Well, hell start using all of those items we just talked about. Cause that's just going to make your energy more potent and things happen more quickly. I do not dismiss them at all. They can be really great, but you're the magic, not the items. You are the magic. I keep feeling like they help you
0: focus. Mm-hmm. To a certain extent, even though I'm still fairly skeptical, I came at this from a place where I thought it was going to be like the book, The Secret, and people were going to just be like, just think about good things, oh. <laughs> they will show up. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think that's how life is. As I'm doing this journey and finding things out, it's so much more about those being something that helps you focus, but you still have to do the work. You can't just set out all things and then it, it doesn't just happen for you. So that actually has been making me feel much better at first. I'm like, Vivian, I know you want me to do this with you. And I don't know <laughs> if I can. And then the more we're doing, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm good with this. Cause it's, it's not, it's not as prescriptive. And I feel like it's not nearly as pushy as I was expecting. There just don't seem to be as many, you have to do these five things in order for something to be different, which I'm finding to be really nice. It's turning out to be like a much different world than I had expected, which has been really exciting and and interesting to know that there's this whole other world that I just discounted. It seems like people kind of have different levels of being involved. You seem like you're kind of all in, which is great.
1: But I need to understand it.
0: And I, I can tell, I like interviewing people like this. Yes, because... I, um, you don't seem like you're just a blind belief person like you really want to understand why and how you're, you're doing things which i love that's why i like doing these interviews <laughs> it's time to focus on yourself and commit to your own self-growth savage intentions provides tools structure and support rooted in feminine energy and the feminine experience Step away from the distractions and stresses of every day and hold space for self-improvement and discovery. Find your energy, harness your emotions, and make small changes leading to overall fulfillment. It's time to take action and start your journey surrounded by a community of support. Click the link in the show notes to learn more about Savage Intention subscriptions or visit savage magic dot that's s-a-v-a-g-e dash M-A-G-I-C-K dot my Shopify.com. let's say there's somebody who's interested in doing this right but they don't know where the hell to start because it is it's overwhelming absolutely what would you say or like your top couple of either actions items any type of thing that you really think are crucial to get yourself in a good spot to really start doing let's, it doesn't even have to be specifically witchcraft though. If you want to start with that, that's great. Cause you're my first full, witch that I've gotten to interview. Oh. So, <laughs> um, so I'm actually very interested in that, but either that or specific, we're working more on just kind of what we just talked about the shadow work into the healing. What are your first couple of things that you'd be like, okay, here's your like starting point.
1: I teach a 4 a week, it's called I'm a witch baby. And it's an intro to witchcraft series okay. and our homework for the week one. And everyone's always like, what is clean up your life in terms of clean, physically clean your house, clean your office, clean your car, clean the areas where you exist. That sounds so confusing or maybe why, But as someone who believes in energetics, this is from my mentor, what I learned. And wow, it is super potent form of magic in whatever form you believe that to be. So you need to clean your space. Get rid of items that hold old energy that no longer serve you and also physically clean your space. Low vibrational energies are attracted to dirt, to filth, to clutter, to all of that. And it is very hard to energetically raise yourself up to the level that it takes to have you be the one that controls the energy versus external energies controlling your energy. So the first step in that is to make sure that you have cleaned your life, have have a clean house, have a clean office, have a clean car. If you do that and nothing else, you will find... A very positive change.
0: I just did like a massive clean of a room today. (laughs) Because I I do find I have ADHD, so I'm like everywhere and throwing like I just leave things and come back. So things do kind of get messy for me. And I find it gets distracting. Like after a while, I cannot settle in a room because you're constantly like, oh, I should be doing this thing, or this is gross, or what like you just can't even settle. So that yeah, makes sense yeah. to me on like every level.
1: Right. And we have experienced this. Magic does deal with the real world. And there's a reason. Remember before we said as is within, so is without. Right. As is without, so is within. When your external world is a mess, that's going to be a reflection of your internal world. And it's going to be really hard to focus to have conscious intentions. And clarity on situations if you're without is strewn with filth and mess and low vibrational energies. So that would be like my number one witchy tip. I actually really like that.
0: I've always been very visual and artistic. So my surroundings uh-huh. make a big, big difference to me. People like go to the ocean or they'll go see to water. They like to be in the mountains because... I feel like that's surroundings too. Like your surroundings make a difference and it can really change how you feel and how relaxed or not you are. And that sounds like it's pretty much similar to what you're talking about in terms of vibrational energy. It's how your body feels. These all, they all make much more sense to me as I'm breaking them down than when you kind of see it like on on a TV show somewhere and you're like, I don't know
1: what's happening.
0: (laughs) So that's why I kind of like want to get in and-
1: Space, right, but. if that was like a Hollywood film where they were like, oh no, they'd
0: be like, now you're gonna clean your <laughs> living room, or then they could do like a living room cleaning montage, I guess. And yeah. and I think when when you're in like a really messy, cluttery space that just doesn't feel good, it's it's really hard to climb out of it.
1: Yeah, you know, and I-
0: regardless.
1: I will give a more kind of witchy answer to that too. That can be fun. That coincides is that a really simple thing that you can do as a daily routine is to do a salt scrub in the shower or bath before you go to bed every night. So I do that every evening because we are picking up energies of people, places, objects that we come in contact with on the daily. And it's when we have that compounding sludge in uh, Mm -hmm. in our energetic field that we can start feeling heavy or controlled or not live in our full intention. So you want to use salt to neutralize. That's something else that's worth mentioning. Before you go to bed, do a salt scrub. And I like to say out loud, I call upon Archangel Michael and Archangel Michael, please take any energy not mine picked up throughout the day so that I remain sovereign in my personal energy. But you don't have to call upon someone. I just like working with Archangel Michael, but say the intention and and slough it off and be sovereign in your own energy.
0: This is kind of, it's kind of getting a little bit weird for me. I'm starting to be surrounded by these things. So, so Vivian has been making these bath salts, right? And
1: her bath bombs are amazing.
0: They're nuts. They're really good. <laughs> So the bath salts are pretty much just as awesome, except that I was like, I don't want to take an actual bath right now. So I used it as an exfoliant in the shower. First of all, all of her stuff just makes your skin feel really good. But there was something about like making that decision. I don't normally do that kind of thing. Usually showers for me are super fast. I'm, I actually am always telling my kids they are take too long (laughs) because I can do my whole self in like four minutes. What are you doing in there? It's turning out to be something that I kind of stumbled upon for myself for a slightly different reason that is, is intersectional with what you're doing, which I was, again, not expecting.
1: Go into the ocean, the salt— ocean, you know, why yeah. does it feel so good to people? It can really be very cleansing.
0: We just started a bath ritual line and so i was taking like all these pictures i think you saw some of them yes yeah I you love liked that my tub. bathtub <laughs> I, love that
1: tub. I was like i'm coming to take a bath in that tub <laughs> yeah
0: it's a cast iron it's from i think it's from 1900 our house is, was born right was born was built right around then um and it's one of the original pieces so i was able to save that and i that's the nicest that bathroom will ever look because it's my <laughs> kid's bathroom, but <laughs> it was really fun to be able to do all that. Which is when I first I had all these leftovers. I'm like, well, I already opened all this. I'm gonna just try and use it. And those bath salts, it just felt good to use them. And plus, the smells are really good. Do you use that as one of the things to surround yourself with?
1: Absolutely. So that would be go back to the correspondences. So if I'm trying to attract peace, say before I go to bed, you know, a lavender scent, maybe if I'm trying to be more creative in the morning, I could use the citrus, something like that. So you would want to find your corresponding scents or herbs or however you're making those. And
0: those are things that you can either look that up, or you can test it out and see how you personally react to them, or like a combo. Absolutely.
1: Yes, absolutely. Look it up and test it on. Test it for yourself. But you know, there have been so many. I hate to say. I, say engendered, but wise women, let's be honest. Like it was the women historically and tribally who were the ones who were the medicine women who yes. were the healers. We know this.
0: Yes. Um, and so the midwives and, were the ones who actually midwife, had to take care of people. Yeah,
1: <laughs> absolutely. So we have this information that's been passed down generationally from our tribal elder women who used these certain items for certain things so it's been passed down generationally for so long that yes it has been recorded now it's pretty much understood oh yes chamomile lavender that could be very calming you know citrus that could be very energizing a rose that can promote love self-love and love for others so uh patchouli that's good for like money abundance this is like wrapping it together for me. I really appreciate you taking this time. I so appreciate all of the questions you asked today because I just think a lot of people approach this world wanting to come in high level. Give uh-huh. me a spell for this. Tell me I want to do this. It's the same of going into any new area, right? You need to understand the foundations. And so Don't think that you need to jump in knowing how to do like ancient hermetic rituals right away. We work with spirits. We work with ancestors. We work with guides, all of those things. I say, don't jump to that level yet before you really understand why you are where you are right now. Understand yourself, why you are at a state doing your shadow work, learning your basics, understanding how all of this works. And then you can gradually start. You need to understand yourself and where you're coming from before
0: you can really push for any of this. This kind of work specifically because it's very personal. It can bring up a lot of things that if you jump in headfirst and don't know what's going on, you may make things worse for yourself.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Or get frustrated when you're not seeing change.
0: Exactly. And you're right. Change sometimes takes a really, really long time because sometimes you have to approach something differently. But in order to understand that, you have to have sat in the fact that it's not working right. for a while. We do an intention every month, but that doesn't mean you give up on the one from the month before.
1: Right.
0: Right you might still together. yeah exactly um and, so and
1: time is going so might as well start now because exactly yeah next month is gonna come whether you did anything or followed through with your intentions or not so might as well follow through well thank you so much for taking the time to talk thank to you. me i really
0: appreciate it i love
1: it thank you so much amy thank that was you.